Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Real quick, uh, traffic note, if you missed the note there about that wreck, because now I'm on KC Scout's website, because a couple of you were texting in about this. Um, this is 635 southbound at I-35, where it becomes Metcalf there. This is very close to the radio station. Um and I'm looking at something that says the ramp is closed, the exit is closed, I-635 southbound to Metcalf. And this is going to be a problem for a while, it looks like. Uh, you're just barely getting through there yeah. right now. Uh, Jake, Jake Goodman, our traffic guy, uh, you heard this at the top of the hour, but he also responded to one of our texters who was asking what's going on out there by saying, yeah, massive wreck, and you're right, it does look like it's going to be this way for a period of time. So if you can avoid the area, better off to do that. And we'll keep you updated on this. Thanks to everybody who was letting us know about what's going on there. Horrible time of day to be having that. Okay. I thought the story was really amusing that this is all it can take sometimes for a guy who's really good at three-pointers, which is what happened with this guy that plays for Dallas, to go, you know, I usually hit these three-pointers like no problem. <laughs> What what's the deal today? It's almost like um for Harrison Butker if somebody moved the the goalpost yes. back, he'd be like, I hit these field goals all the time. Why why am I off my game today? Or just made them a little narrower than they normally yeah. are. Yeah, something. Um yeah. yeah, Grant Williams is the guy that we're talking about. The Dallas Mavericks forward. And uh they were doing a shoot around, you know, getting ready to play a game in Denver. Uh, but the Nuggets had just resurfaced their arena. So it's it's the first time that there has ever been a fully painted surface on an NBA court uh, where you don't see any wood grain at all. So it's yellow in the center. It's the Nuggets color. So it's yellow in the center and then blue on the outsides in stripes. So uh, that's the, the scheme. But when they repainted everything, they had to also, as you might imagine, repaint all the lines. And that's where things went slightly off the rails. Yeah. It was um, it was too far. They put the line too far back, <laughs> and he and he noticed it. I mean, he said, "I feel like this is a farther shot than it normally is." Yeah. All through practice, he just felt like I think this is too far. Now I'm sure, but he's like, "Oh yeah, sure you do. You're just having an off day." No, he's like, "I really feel like this is too far." Yeah, because each and every shot, every time that he tried to hit a three during the shoot around it would just fall short it would it would either you know ricochet off the front of the rim or just fall short entirely and the funny thing is i mean they they did they went ahead and measured and they found out oh yeah um yeah we screwed this up sorry it's supposed to be so by by the corners 
there's a, there's a place where the three-point line just mirrors the sideline for a couple of feet, and then the arc starts. So where that arc starts, it's supposed to be 23 feet 9 inches from the arc to the basket. And so that'll be regular all the way around uh, until you get to that other straight part by the sideline on the other side. So it was out there that he was having trouble hitting the threes, and they found out that, yeah, it was probably a good 24 feet, which, you know, a difference of just a few inches like that is enough to make the difference. And so and they said that even when they repainted the lines, they were able to do it before the game started. So they, yeah. they got everything done. They were able to repaint the lines. But you could still see the, the shadow of the old line there, the right. wrong one. So he was like, yeah, got to make sure I'm, I'm stepping up to the right toe in the right line here. Uh, yeah, there's a lengthy story about how this happened, which is ju- I'm just I'm just so amused. And luckily they caught it. Luckily they believed him. Yeah. And fixed it before the game started. Yeah. And, and I mean, the way you put it was absolutely accurate that it, just a small difference like that. It to me, it speaks to exactly how it, um, I hate to use the word again, but exacting the standards are. And what the players get used to. I mean, your field goal kicker kicker example was a great one. Um, for the longest time in the NFL, the the uh, the the field goal, the the uh, the goalposts were at the goal line. They weren't where they are now, behind the end zone. They were at the goal line, and then okay. a bunch of guys got hurt because they kept smacking into them trying to make a touchdown. So they moved it back behind. That had to be uh, just a tremendous difference. For the guys who were kicking, you know, was, um, at that point, the longest field goal in NFL history up till then was Tom Dempsey's 63-yarder uh, for the Saints against the Giants. And that kick happened from the Saints' own 37-yard line. So, because oh, wow. all it had to do was Jeez. reach, the, yeah, it had to reach okay. the goal line. So, all of a sudden, you can't do that anymore. Now, your field goal line is closer to the 50. It's closer to midfield for a very long kick. Um, if you're kicking for midfield, you right now in the NFL, you're kicking a 60 yard field goal. <laughs> they made the joke. Hopefully this is fast drying paint <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> between the practice and when the game started, they said, and they joked about it. They said, otherwise we'll have blue footprints all over the court. Yes. So hopefully it's dry by the time game time starts. I'm surprised this didn't happen anywhere else. Cause they repainted all the courts. For the the midseason tournament, You're right? For the right, for, right, that's what's going on. That's why they repainted it in the first place. Is that uh, there's and this is the first time they've done that midseason thing, right? This is the first time this has ever happened. Yet. Yeah. Um, somebody on the text <laughs> Won't line said again. Yeah, a couple of you on the text line have said, "Yeah, this is muscle memory." That's exactly what it is. Um, there's a reason guitar players practice and practice and practice and practice. So your fingers just do it, do it without you thinking about it. Yeah, they're called professionals for a reason, no doubt. Yeah. But yeah, put the frets a little farther apart from each other and all of a sudden you're going to hear some really bad music <laughs> so yeah it's amazing what can happen when you're used to one thing and then told to do another it's funny the the other analogies that are coming in and how big of a deal this would have been like if they didn't believe him and they played the game this way oh yeah i mean can you i don't know <laughs> like do, forfeit i mean do you redo the game what do you because somebody just made the analogy like what if you put the pitcher's mound too far away or, or too, too close. close yeah yeah, same thing. Either way, yeah, because if, if you're a major league pitcher and you're used to your curveball breaking at exactly the right point to get it just inside the strike zone, and then you move that that rubber up six inches, oh, mm-hmm. boy, I mean, it's going to screw you up entirely. You're going to see a lot of balls going back over your head. <laughs> I just think it's so interesting. Um, okay, then we have this story 
uh, on, this was out of Fox News, about what happened when an argument between a couple of tuba players got out of hand at a football game. There was an altercation with a fan, and it wasn't with a player. It was with a band member. Yeah, you, you never want to start a fight with the tuba players. They are the big instruments. Just a bad idea. Really, they, I mean, you might get whacked with a tuba or a sousaphone, which would hurt even more. Texas Southern University is where this happened, and uh, their band, according to Fox News, was thrust into the spotlight over the weekend after video surfaced appearing to show one of the members of the band get into an altercation with a fan and punch the guy. And never stopped playing, by the way. I mean, may have stopped during the punch being thrown, but went right back to playing in the band. The video showed the person confronting the tuba player and the two having words about what I could only imagine. How do you start a fight with a tuba player? I, I, you cannot make this stuff up. I don't know, but we really need to know. Like, was it personal? Was it, you know, a lover's quarrel or something? <laughs> That I needed to be that. What was so important that in the middle of a football game, we also don't even know um, if it's male, female here, not in the version of this that I have no. to know yeah. um, which it was. But was it just an argument between these two that absolutely couldn't wait? Or was it the kind of thing like the fan went up to the tuba player and said, you're bad at this, like giving him a hard time about what he's doing. Yeah, because I mean, even in the headline on the Fox News article, they refer to the person as a, quote, heckler, which yeah. would lead one to believe that somebody actually thought enough of it to walk up to the band and go, you tuba players suck. You're terrible. Get off the field. And uh, ended up getting punched for it. Um, Colin, I don't know if you can listen to the audio really fast on this link because I want to know. There's oh, not you got really, the video I mean, it. There's not really anything to hear you it's just, just hear the okay. band playing yeah. and then you see the guy come up to him get in his face and the tuba player socks him a few times in the face and he falls back and then he goes back to playing <laughs> that's so that's what i think is funny about this is that the tweet out of texas football life said a tuba player in the texas southern band punched a heckler multiple times in the head and then kept playing as yep. if nothing had happened just kept going hey, that's called being <laughs> a pro and and the funny thing is i mean I, there was a there was a time uh, another baseball reference where Nolan Ryan was on the pitcher's mound and he threw a pitch that hit a guy or brushed him back and it made the batter mad and the batter went f I forget who it was but he went flying up to the mound to to fight him and you could see him about halfway there kind of pause like do I really want to do this to a guy who makes his living with his right arm? But he just kept going anyway, and Nolan Ryan beat the tar out of him. I mean, just bam, 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 right in the face a bunch of times. And I'm thinking the same thing is true of a dude who carries a sousaphone around on his shoulders. Those <laughs> things weigh a ton. That is going to be a dude whose upper body strength is going to be massive. You do not want to start a fight with a tuba player. Oh, my gosh, I love it so much. It's because it had nothing to do with the football game. <laughs> no. You know, it was just the fact that a heckler went up to a tuba player and gave him a hard time. And the tuba player, you know, band members aren't known for being the most, um, they're not football players. Aggressive? Not usually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, the fact that he just whacked the guy multiple times. I shouldn't be as amused by this as I am. This is but. what I this is what I love about saying sports things on the radio is that two people have already texted in saying it was Robin Ventura who got the tar beaten out of him by, by Nolan Ryan. Thank you for filling in those blanks, uh, baseball fans. I appreciate it. Who are screaming at their radio, <laughs> saying it. Yeah, we're we're used to that. Oh, there's two more. Hey, look at that.
<laughs> All right. Uh, we'll take it right here. Coming up, we have to talk about this crash and grab robbery in LA. Talk about things you cannot make up. Get to that coming up here in KMBZ. 913-586-7798. Okay. We go to KTLA for this next story about a robbery. Wow. Is all I have to say about this one. This one is directly out of a Hollywood script. So initially, what you have go on is that on eastbound uh, 10 Freeway near Arlington Avenue in Los Angeles, you have a wreck that takes place. What What happened was you have a big black Dodge Caravan that ran an Alfa Romeo sedan off the road. And the Alfa Romeo went down into a ditch and cr- and crashed into the ditch and was immobilized. So it couldn't move. The driver of the Alfa was just stuck. Then what happens is four people with their faces covered and dressed all in black hop out of the van, go over to the Alfa, open the doors, pull the driver out, who just is sitting there with his hands up, and they start rooting through the car. Then a third vehicle shows up. A white sedan comes up. The four people with the masks on all hop in the white sedan and take off. Then we find out the reason they did that is because the guy driving the Alfa Romeo was targeted. He was actually here from another country with a shipment of jewelry, diamonds and jewels and and gold and other stuff that he had on him in that Alfa Romeo. They knew the guy was coming. Somehow, they knew he was coming. They knew where he was going to be. They knew what he was going to be driving, and they hit him. He left the U.S. the day after the robbery. Yeah. The victim. Yep. The jewelry dealer. He, he was here from, out of here from Hong Kong. Yeah. yeah. I don't blame him. Oh, wow. Okay. And we there's video of this also as yeah. this went down. Yeah. Is that because uh, I'm looking at the video, too. Is that are you assuming that's like traffic cam video? Uh-huh. That's what it looks like yeah. based on the size of the fr- Although it's a little close, but yeah. I mean, it, it, it might be if they put their traffic cam video cameras on the median strip, then it would be from that angle. Ours are normally up on poles, so it's shooting down from above. Uh-huh. But but yeah, I mean, they it, <laughs> I've said this before. My wedding pictures didn't come out this good. It, it's just um, it's amazing that they were able to get that kind of video of this. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, underneath it, it says video shared on Citizen. I don't know what Citizen is. Maybe that uh, that could very well be their, their system. I have a version that says the video was recorded by two drivers. Oh, okay. So there so were there, people driving by this? That saw it happen. As this is happening? Yeah. And it, I guess they figured, oh, a wreck happened until they yeah. saw the heist. Yeah. On the interstate. Yep. Again, you're right. This is straight out of Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. I, I mean... Uh, how many times have we seen something like that go on in the movies where, you know, they know the guy? And I always think the same thing. First of all, how were they lucky enough to actually find him in traffic? And second of all, why do these people live in a town without cops? But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is California got, Highway Patrol. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> when it happens in the movie, usually, the, you know, the chase between the two vehicles goes on through a city center for like 25 minutes and somehow no cops are ever there. This was very quick. This took place in the space of a couple of minutes max. And they went through, apparently got what they wanted. And not only, I mean, the thing that really got me about this and really seemed cinematic about it is not just the fact that they did the smash and grab, run the guy off the road robbery and were successful with it. They actually thought enough to have the third car 
following mm-hmm. them so that that car could stop. They could all hop in and take off. They didn't have to worry about what if we damage the caravan enough that it won't move either. In a Chevy Malibu, which is everyone's getaway car of choice. <laughs> it's exactly what I'd choose if yeah. I had to get away from the scene quickly. Known for their <clears throat> speed or something. You know, I had a Chevy Cobalt, which yeah. we don't make anymore, but is very close to the Malibu. I mean, it had some pickup. I'm not going to lie, but it's unsuspecting, <laughs> yeah. right? If you're in a sports car, you're going to be easier to spot. That's true. And and maybe that was his mistake for you know, figuring, oh, I'll get a nice Alfa Romeo sedan. Yeah, maybe next time rent a Malibu at the airport and you won't have this kind of problem. But I'm thinking that they were following him for a while. And they are at large. Yeah, they haven't we, caught They him have yet. not been found. Okay, cast this. The, the wow. movie is Steven Soderbergh writing, d- directing this. <laughs> I'm who's... thinking, I mean, aside from Kevin Spacey, who's a little problematic these days, I, you could use the entire cast of the usual suspects for this. I mean, such a great movie anyway. And to see that gang back together to pull a heist like this, I would watch that movie. No doubt. Yeah, I mean, you have enough here because you could give it the backstory of how they came together, yes. how they know each other, how they planned it, how they knew where the guy with the jewelry was going to be, what they did with it after, and then we need to decide if they're going to be caught. Yeah, uh, well, and that's the other trick with that is you have to get away from there mm-hmm. in L.A. traffic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, what time of day was this? That uh, it, was high, it looks like uh, middle of the day. Um, trying to see if it says exactly in the article. I don't see a time in here, but, Uh but I mean, yeah, the the shadows are almost directly, you know, straight up and down. Uh If it was afternoon, it was early afternoon. And the same thing with morning. If it was morning, it was, you know, sometime between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. based on what the shadows are doing. But that, I mean, L.A. traffic's never good, and it's the one variable you can't account for. Wouldn't it be funny if that was the way they got caught, (laughs) is they got stuck in a traffic jam? But, like, I almost wonder, is there a reason they caught him right here? Like, is there an exit there? It was near Arlington Avenue. I mean, is there something about Arlington Avenue that they know the area really well and they could escape? Could be. Is it near an airport? I mean, who knows? Yeah, do you swap cars again? I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you get off the interstate, park the Malibu under an overpass so that you can't see it from above. So if there's helicopters around, they're not going to find you. Get into something else entirely. You know, now it's starting to sound like Baby Driver, really. I mean, <laughs> I hate to keep pulling uh-huh. Kevin Spacey movies out, but uh, I mean, the guy did, he wasn't some good flicks. Movie coming in 2025. <laughs> Definitely. For Watch sure. for this one. Yes. All right, coming up, I learned a new term. Scandinavian sleeping is what experts say is the answer to getting a better night's sleep. We'll get to that coming up here on KMBZ. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, we are exhausted as a nation. U.S. News and World Report said more than 20% of adults in the U.S. say they rarely or never wake up feeling well-rested. You can put John and I in that category. Yes. We are both horrible sleepers. We are always looking for new ways to attempt to just get better sleep. I mean, just put a dent in it a little bit would be great. And so there's a big survey out about the things that are keeping us from getting better sleep and all the problems that we have. So then the experts weighed in on what other countries do that contributes to them getting better sleep than we do. And there's a term called Scandinavian sleeping that has come up that they have said would help you get better sleep if you have a partner that's in bed with you. Yeah. By the way, on the uh, survey about how to screw up your sleep even worse, does it mention my new puppy by name or or is it just in, um, inferred? Let's <laughs> see. Does, does that fall under distractions? Uh, yeah, probably. probably. Yeah. Uh, Worse sleep habits, going to bed at inconsistent times, accessing screens, eating too much, falling asleep with you. No, it's actually not. It might be number six, though. I only have the top five. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. The, do that then. Get a, get a new pet in the house and you will find out just how much sleep you lose. But uh, yeah, the <laughs> Because you needed help getting more sleep than you already were. <laughs> I know. Uh, she's really cute. I mean, you know. To, I hope to, so. To, to her credit, she really is an adorable dog. Uh, but, yeah, it's the Scandinavian sleeping thing is a step removed from what we had talked about a couple of months back when the term sleep divorce, mm-hmm. which is not anywhere near as... Uh, <clears throat> um, it's not anywhere near as bad as it sounds. All that means is that you're married, but you don't, not only do you not sleep in the same bed, you might not even sleep in the same room. You know, you snoring. Might, yeah, because of snoring or whatever, that you're just more comfortable. You sleep in this room, I'll sleep in this room. Um, and And so be it. The Scandinavian sleeping thing is, if the problem is that one of you tosses and turns a lot or has a tendency, and I'm not going to throw anybody in particular under the bus here, to steal all the covers, then this is where the Scandinavian sleeping thing can come into come in a little bit handy. Or you just, one of you runs hotter than the other, and, and that can happen. Uh, so Scandinavian sleeping is when you use individual comforters or duvets instead of shared bedding. And specifically, they talk about no top sheet. A duvet, you have separate duvets, separate... Um, 
down comforters yes. with duvet covers and no top sheets so that you're not struggling. Otherwise, you would need separate top sheets also. Otherwise, it t- totally defeats the purpose. But they say it's it's really not something the U.S. is known for, but it really is in Scandinavian countries and in European countries known for that. They say they prefer sleeping with your own duvet so that you don't fight. No more tugging at the sheets or dealing with the blanket hog. Yes. Yeah, and it's funny, too, because I was just kidding about not throwing anybody in particular under the bus, by the way. But it just is. We have, oh, Lord, do we have layers. Um, So we have a a top sheet and then uh, one of the cooling blankets. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Have you ever had one of those? Okay. So we've got one of those and then a regular, like, knit blanket on top of that. And then on top of that is the comforter. So I'm getting hot just hearing you talk about this. Yeah, I know. Well, and sometimes you need it and sometimes you don't. You can kind of peel layers as you need to. But the, the thing is, um, with that many layers, it's impossible almost to get them all to agree with each other. You know what I mean? <laughs> they, they slide a little bit, especially the cooling blanket because it's real slick. The most that you could, you could do is one of you tosses, and you'd have to start with the top one, tosses the top layer off and then the second to the top layer off. And then that's inevitably going on the other person who then is going to get hot (laughs) because now they have the first four layers and your two top ones. Yes, exactly. So yeah. And it, it does make some kind of sense to be able to separate that. But I would, I mean, if you've got two sets of everything on the bed, doesn't that have the potential to become its own mess? Go on. I mean, for example, you take the same thing you were just talking about. So you have one person who runs hot, one who tends not to run as hot. And and I've got my stuff on and she's got her stuff on. And in the middle of the night, I wake up and I'm like, boy, it's a little warm in here. I'm just going to throw off one of these blankets. Well, Where is it going to go? It's either going to go on the floor or it's going to mm-hmm. go onto her side. Floor. The idea is that it doesn't have to be. I mean, I'm. this is what I how I'm interpreting this is that <laughs> you don't have to have the same thickness of bedding then if for example your wife runs gets cold at night and you get hot at night she could have a really thick duvet i don't know if that happens i don't know how you get a thicker duvet but you could get a, a a warmer duvet and you get the lighter one or you get a cooling blanket and she gets a quilt that way it's it's separate thicknesses of that way it's tailored to you. I get you. Yeah. And and so as long as you don't run into a situation where, because this will happen sometimes, where you're perfectly comfortable when you drift off to sleep, but then yes. three hours later, you're just sweating and hot as blazes going, oh, come on. Um, so, yeah, if to start with, you've already made those kinds of adjustments, that's probably the better way to go. Yeah. To the person that pointed out, yeah, if you have a king size bed, the way this works is you each get a twin size duvet. Yeah. You can't each have a king size duvet then because then you have... Then that's a real mess. You have bedding all over your bedroom at that point because <laughs> yeah. there's not enough room on the bed. And for the person on the text line who is uh, announcing what uh, what kind and how many milligrams of gummies you use before bedtime, yeah, okay, keep it to yourself. I live in Kansas. Uh, <laughs> Josh and KCK is up next with us. Hey, Josh. Hi. Um, I was just going to say my fiance is Norwegian, and things are a lot different there. Like, they don't – you. Melatonin actually just became legal, but it's at a very, very low dose. So okay. they kind of got their sleep figured out, I guess. But uh, so, yeah, we each have our own duvet. Um, sleep with the window open when it's cold. When you say you uh, each have your own, do you mean bedding or bed? Bedding. Okay, so you sleep in the same bed, but she's got her bedding and you've got yours. Right. Okay. Um, sleeping with the window open, like even in the middle of the winter. 
um, and taking ice cold showers, like it's not the whole shower, but like at the end of the end of your shower, you get ice cold showered. It does some weird. I'm not a huge fan of that one, but it does it does have some kind of health benefits. Yeah, it closes your pores. Yeah. All right, but that's yeah. all I was gonna say. I mean, it 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 helps me to have the window open here. Now I'm like a a cold sleeper because of that, and I just can't sleep without the window open now. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I appreciate it, Josh. Yeah, good luck to you when it gets really cold outside. But we used to do that um, when I was a kid in, in New mm-hmm. York. Yeah, I, we we would frequently, even when it was really really cool outside, you just pile up the blankets and leave the windows open a couple inches. We as Americans are babies about the heat or about the cold compared to other countries, particularly in Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about this before when, like in the pandemic, in in Europe, they will eat outside year round. There's no such thing as like life being inhibited by it being cold outside. They just do everything outside. They just bundle up more. And so, and they're just outside all the time. So it doesn't surprise me that somebody that's from that part of the part of the world yeah. is more accustomed to the cold and doesn't need to be covered up quite as much sure yeah and it's the same thing i mean if if you live up north for a while you really do acclimate i mean they talk about Mm -hmm. thick blood versus thin blood or whatever i don't know if it's that but you do acclimate more to it uh i i never got the hang of living down south i mean the heat no keep it but yeah 25 years wasn't enough (laughs) yeah no way i I, illinois had bad enough humidity (laughs) which didn't compare (laughs) at all to florida so no doubt Uh, how about randy and lee summing up next hey randy Howdy there. Howdy. Well, how are we putting the bed together, Randy? Well, you know what? My wife, myself, we went to Iceland about a month and a half ago. And the first night, uh, we had different different hotels every night. And the first night, we walked, looked at the bed, and it's like, where's all the blankets? And I actually went and looked in the closet to see if there was more because they had just two duvets. So we jumped into bed for sleep, and gosh, it was just great. And the whole <laughs> rest of the trip was that way. We just like, what? what is this stuff? And we, we really researched it. We uh, Great, great night's sleeps. You know, she, uh, she gets hotter or she likes to be a lot warmer than I am, and I'm not. So we came home from uh, Iceland. We got on Amazon. We ordered all new stuff, and we've converted our bed. Good for you. Even better? Oh, gosh, yes. Now, do you also yeah. separate it, yours and hers? Well, so we have, a, we have a king bed, but two mattresses. So we have the heads that go up and down. Yep. So, yeah, we have two different uh, duvets. She bought the same one. She loves hers. Mine's a little warm, so I'm just going to go buy a little thinner one. I, I, I found out that they're rated by number. Okay. And a different means, you you know, you, get, you sleep warmer, you sleep cooler. So I'm just going to get a little cooler one, and uh, she likes her warm one. And, uh, yeah, it's just been great. I, uh, you know, if I get hot in the middle of the night, I can – they don't tuck around anywhere. You don't tuck them down by your feet. I can, I can sleep with my feet out in the air. And, yep. I, I'm glad. I don't, looking, I don't go looking for covers in the morning or in the middle of the night because she has them all or I have them all. I'm glad I'm not the only weirdo who does that. I I, I hate my feet being covered. Uh, so yeah, I'll do that. I'll even when it's cold out, I'll bundle up, you know, under the blanket. But my feet have got to be sticking out. <laughs> yeah. My, so my sister, my sister goes to Europe a lot on on retirement. She goes over there traveling, and uh, she's out checking our bed out today. Just just because we told her what we do, because I guess that's a European thing also. And so how much different do you feel in the morning? Like when you get out of bed, do you notice you're like, you know, springing out of bed like you did when you were nine? Well, you know, I, I find that I can go to bed and go to bed. I don't have to, you know, take a, you know, a, a sleep aid or something like that. It's yeah. just more comfortable. We first started off the first two days we had were made out of polyester and they were just a little clingy. So then my wife found uh 
you know, Egyptian cotton, what, like 800 count or something like that. Nice. And that, that made the difference. Wow. The cotton really made the difference for us. Wow. Hey, you, huh. Randy, you should start a fund. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Appreciate the no, call. It's a pretty, pretty, pretty nice way to sleep. Yeah, it's very really cool enjoyable. to know. A game changer. Good deal. All right. Thank you. Um, somebody on the text line wanted to know, what is a duvet? Um, it's D-U-V-E-T. And how would you explain duvet versus comforter? I'm trying to think about it because I, I have one in my bedroom and I love it. Um, it is, it's basically a comforter, except it has a cover and you can wash the cover. And, and the idea is you don't need a top sheet because that cover generally has the feel of a sheet. And it's, it just, um, where I like it better. Oh, so you go ahead. Go, go ahead. I'm having a hard time articulating say, it. So like with, with a regular comforter, you generally don't want to put that in the washing machine because it's going to come out all clumpy and weird. No, you know, no matter how you dry it, it doesn't really make any difference. But with the duvet, yeah, you're right. You just take the innards out and wash the outside of it and you're good. And they tend to be softer. I mean, duvet co- duvets tend to be feather. They just tend to be softer. They also tend to be, um, maybe comforters like this too, but I just think of mine. It's like squares, you know, and you can see it. You can see the yep. where the seams are on the inside. The worst thing about a duvet is getting that cover on. <laughs> is is right up there with folding a top sheet in terms of activities I dread, like having to do around the house. Uh, it's it's the biggest pain in the neck yeah. to try to get that cover on. Yeah, but no fun. It has to but, be done. But they are, yeah, they are nice and comfy. And uh, so, yeah, worth worth looking into. And I'm, I am curious about that. I don't know how we would be able to keep it all straight because, um, I mean, if they're if the Scandinavians are able to do it, I'll give it a shot. By the way, it's also cheaper to replace your duvet cover than to get a new comforter. Also true. Yes. If you want to switch up the colors of your room or something like that super easy to do. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, Speaking of overseas, we have a guy from Great Britain who has a TikTok account dedicated to a trip that he took around the US. There were three foods that he talked about that he thought were going to be absolutely disgusting in the US, but they ended up liking. Get to that coming up here in KMBZ. All right, there's a guy named Joshua who has a TikTok account. He's been spending the last year working his way around the United States and posting about his adventures on TikTok, uh, specifically about the food that he's been trying. I always think this stuff is fun. There are a lot of like BuzzFeed accounts that were dedicated to this of Americans tried Japanese snacks. I mean, just all that kind of stuff is fun. So there were a couple of things in particular that he initially thought were going to be absolutely disgusting, but with an open mind, tried them and ended up liking them. I, and when I first uh-huh. saw this, I didn't know what to expect. Like, I was trying to think, like, what you would guess. Oh, yeah. They would like be the worst looking American food. Like, you look at it and go, oh, why would anybody eat that? Yeah, you have to think. I, I try to think about, like, what are the things that you don't get anywhere else in the world that are really are really just a thing here mm-hmm. that might not be appetizing? I can't tell if you're trying to say something or if you're just thinking. I, I'm just, I'm going along with you. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we can play this for you. We've got about a minute of, uh, of what he had to say here. Here are some American foods that look like absolute 
but taste amazing. And they're gonna look worse as the video goes on. Okay, coming in at number three. The classic corn dog. Let's be honest, they do not look appetizing at all. You take one look at a corn dog and you think, no, thank you. But the minute you dip it in some mustard or some ketchup and you put it in your mouth, Hey, cheeky. It tastes absolutely wonderful. So yeah, corn dogs. Next one, gumbo. Right, gumbo, when I first had it, I thought, what is that? I thought, right, the guy in the back had just scooped it out of the bin, out of the trash can. However, I put it in my mouth. It tasted divine. So that is why gumbo makes this list. Okay, coming in at number one. This deserves the number one spot all day, mate. Biscuits and gravy. This straight up looks like vomit, mate. However, you try it and it is the best American food. It is incredible. I love it. Biscuits and gravy. Oh, I wish I could have it right now. Wow. He's, uh, he's I can't stand this guy. He's over the top. <laughs> Which is really funny because just... we, we got a couple of texts in while that was playing of, I absolutely love this guy. I like his shtick. Uh-huh. It's funny for about 30 seconds, and then I need him to tone it down a little bit. But his point is correct. For those who missed the three, because his accent is thick, hot dog, or excuse me, corn dogs, yeah. gumbo, and then biscuits and gravy were the last one. And he's right. I mean, there is nothing about biscuits and gravy that looks good. It just doesn't. And yet it smells fantastic and it tastes even better. So I would go with him on that. I think the, the I don't know if it's a particularly American thing, but I always felt the same way about creamed corn. It, it looks horrible. Creamed anything. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like right. creamed spinach doesn't look good either. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, anything that, that you just mush up like crazy before you eat it isn't going to look all that fantastic when it gets to your plate. Gumbo, he's right. I mean, the, even the color, that deep brown color of the gravy mm -hmm. and the gumbo. Oh, ah. And yet, I mean, give me a bowl of it right now. It's gone. The biscuits and gravy thing is interesting. There's another account that I follow. Um, I cannot think of what they're, Alessio, and I can't think of her name. They're very similar. But it's a couple, she's from here, he's from Italy. Okay. They met in Florida, and now their account is all about my Italian husband trying all these American things. And they're really entertaining, and he's adorable. They just went to the South for the first time. He'd never been there. And tried all these Southern, or Southern foods, as he called it. <laughs> and biscuits and gravy was the one that he just went nuts about loving. Yeah. Because again, you don't, you hear that and you think that's gross. Like what kind of gravy are we putting on biscuits? And he just loved it. Yeah. I, I don't blame him. I mean, um, it took me a while to warm up to grits for the same reason, you know? Yes. And again, it's just, it's that kind of mashed up looking, ew, what is that? It looks like it might crawl off the plate on its own. Uh, and yet, you know, you try it a little bit, a little bit of butter, a little bit of salt or sugar. I mean, if you're if you're inclined, I uh, hear brown sugar and grits, even though that's not my thing, is quite tasty. Some of you are texting in. Um, again, we're talking about things that look ugly, but taste good, that are truly American. Somebody else that follows the account said, yeah, they took him to Waffle House, and he didn't want to leave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Somebody mentioned okra. Okra is a thing that, I mean, even though it's in gumbo, I don't know that I've ever eaten okra on its own. I haven't either. There's a lot of people that really dislike the fact that it's got that kind of slimy texture to it. Mm -hmm. And that puts a lot of them off. Even fried okra still somehow manages to be slimy, at least a little bit. So I don't know. I mean, I don't mind it if it's in gumbo because the rest of the stuff you're eating is liquid anyway. I'm just thinking a lot of Southern foods are not 
aesthetically pleasing, but taste really good. They're just hearty, good, yeah. but you don't really care about what they look like. Yeah, a lot of you are texting in about grits, cheese grits. Yeah, yeah, cheese grits is, is also a thing. Again, not my thing. I just like them regular grits. But uh, but yeah, I, I, I know that's a very, very popular thing down in Florida and Georgia. Everyone loves the cheese grits. Okay, that's that's the thing I only do with shrimp. I don't, I never just order grits, but I will do shrimp and grits. Okay. Which is also a very Southern thing. Yeah. Or chicken and waffles. Now, well, now things are coming to mind. Yeah, see, chicken and waffles, there's another one that you look at it and go, okay, uh, everything on the plate's brown. Mm-hmm. And and it doesn't really look all that great, but yeah, bite into that. Oh, <laughs> keep these coming more. in. We'll enjoy this and be hungry right along with you. All right, coming up in the next hour, big change coming to the Simpsons. Get to that coming up here on KMBZ. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.